Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Before we get to today's show, man, I have a quick announcement to share with you that I'm super excited to share. Yo, on October 17th through the 27th of next year, 2024, I am going to Africa, specifically Ghana, Africa. And guess what? I want to invite some of you all to come with me as well. You know, earlier in 2023, man, I made a uh, irresponsible statement that um, I regret saying, man. And because of that, I said, you know what, let me get over to uh, Africa, specifically Ghana, some other uh, beautiful areas over there to where I could really learn more about my culture, more about our people. And I didn't want to go over there by myself. I said, hey, let me open this up to other people who would love to go see the motherland for themselves as well. So if you want to join me on October 17th through the 27th of 2024, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com uh, forward slash Africa. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash Africa. It is a $200 deposit. You have 10 months to make uh, your full payments. It is super affordable. Heck, I'm even opening this trip up to your kids. All right. So listen, before we get to today's show, will you join me? Will you come? We only have 100 slots available. And our last trip, we sold out within a matter of two weeks. Uh, registration will close the end of January, January 31st of 2024. And uh, we're going to have a good time. So join me in Africa. And let's get to today's show. Peace out. Today, we're stepping in the world of young trailblazers. You did $2 million in scholarships? Yes. How long have you been making six figures? Um, since I was 23. Since she was 23 years old, you've been making this money. Mm -hmm. They're rewriting their family's generational legacy. And I just want to be able to provide a life for myself and my future family and also for my parents. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Now, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the table. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get real. We're going to get right. Oh, building up wealth. We're going to give life. Welcome to the table. So within the first two months, we made $100,000. So I went from a negative bank account balance in October 2020 to by February 2021, mm -hmm. I'd made six figures from the business, mm -hmm. you know. And then from trading, at that same time, I turned the $26 into $26,000. And then nine months later, I turned $26 into $100,000. Okay. And that was just the stock side because now I do Forex. And I was telling you, obviously, before— that on Friday I just made $71,000 in a day. Right. So it's, it's and that, I, I don't even think I told you this part, but I literally started that account two months ago with $1,000, and I've made over 160000 within that, the two months that I started. So it's, but it's a lot of technical knowledge. Well, it's not, I don't think trading is hard. You know, I say trading is easy after all the hard work, but I think that a lot of people in the trading space mm -hmm like to make it seem difficult because they want to believe that they're working harder than they really are. Because you're making tens of thousands of dollars yeah. just pressing a couple buttons. And this isn't to, to sell trading or say that it's super easy. It's not. It's right. definitely not easy. But it's like 
it's a lot simpler than people make it seem when they show you a graph and it's like all these lines and it looks like somebody splattered color on a chart and said, that's how you find this, this, and you're just like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so yeah, for me, I, yeah. trading is not that difficult. The stock market moves, just any market, stock market, foreign exchange market, they all move on psychological levels. Yeah. So price is literally just levels to levels and support and resistance can literally make you so much. But anywho's, that is how- um, You made your money. Yeah, so then from there, really, it was um, for the whole month of, or year of 19, it was uh, the group. The group was making six figures a month consecutively. Cool. Um, and then trading, my trading at that time had done 100, well, first in 2021, I'd made $120,000 trading. Okay. And then um, by the time 19 ended, I'd maybe done 20,000, which was like from January to March of 2022, um, because during the year 2021, I started to kind of blow up. And so I started getting invited to a lot of places. Um, I took like two, three months off trading, not three, like two, it was October and the end of November and then all of December, not all of December, most of December, but uh, I took it off trading. I took my family on different vacations, you know, and I was just like, this is the freedom that this provides. Um, and and like, since then I've, I've done a lot. I've uh, tithed over six figures. Mm -hmm. I've um, given away over six figures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously my goal is to get that seven to eight to nine, you know, but yeah. um, it's successful. Yeah. And, and I, I think, term, I, think yeah. I think at 21, I would say that I am very pleased with what you're, with, with what you're doing. So you're not new to me, Kelly. You, you know what's up. <laughs> I think the the only problem, and it's not a knock towards you or to any day traders, the only problem that I have with day traders is, and a good thing about it is I haven't seen you do this, which is why I'm excited about you being on my show. Um, but the problem that I see with day traders is they sell this, oh, I made a million dollars. I made 500,000. I made 200,000. I made all this money. And I'm like, man, you should put your money all into day trading. And I think for me, here's my thought when it comes to any of that day trading, crypto, Bitcoin, all that stuff mm -hmm. is use money that you would use to go buy an iPhone with use yeah. money that you would use to go out on a date with like disposable income. disposable yeah. income that, you know, instead of you buying a watch, You'll put it into that. But to 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 tell people, this is how you should build your life around when it comes to investing. Don't worry about 401ks. Don't worry about mutual funds. Don't worry about IRAs. Don't worry about HSA accounts. Like to skip over the basics, not the guaranteed money, because that stuff can lose money, right? Of course. But it's like at least it's proven that you may lose money here, but you're gonna make some money. Yeah. So cover your foundation, right? Invest correctly. And then instead of we're spending $500 on shoes, if you want to come over here and rock out with Kelly and learn how to day trade, put $500 into that and play around with that, cool. I did that with crypto. So I, I have all of my money invested into the basic stuff. Mm -hmm. They call me old school. They call me, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like taking chances. I don't like taking chances with money that I need for it to grow, yeah. right? But when it comes to like, hey, 
Like I did it with crypto. I was going to go buy a nice little extra chain. You know, all my people got chains and, and custom bracelets. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Then I was like, you know what? Bump that. My little brother got into crypto. He's like, bro, you should try this. I said, all right, man. You know, I was going to buy a chain here. Here was $1,000. Let's see what works. It went up. It went down. It went up. Then it just completely flopped. <laughs> then I never put anything else back inside of it. I was like, I'm not doing it. From your opinion, mm -hmm. from your opinion, you know my opinion, someone watching the show right now and they're saying, you know what? I have $1,000. I'm going to invest into a 401k or I'm going to do day trading. I don't have no 401k. I don't have no day trading. I don't have any investments, period. At 21 years old, I'm old enough to be your, I ain't, I ain't old to be your daddy, but I'm old enough to be your big, big, big brother. Um, what What would you recommend to that person with $1,000? Um, honestly, uh -huh. I would tell them, I'm an education person, so I'd be like, educate yourself on which one makes more sense. It's like I always say, the guarantee with trading is that you'll lose money. I can't guarantee that you'll make anything, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I can guarantee that you're going to lose. You're going to have to pay that market tuition. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you are the first day trader who has ever said that. I'm not going to guarantee you you will make money, but I will guarantee you you will lose money. And I'm so proud. Give me some love. Give me some love, Kev. Well, I'm so proud of you for saying it because here's the truth. 90% of people who invest into single stocks yeah. lose money. I, I told you about Neo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it is a guarantee that you're going to lose money. Here's the truth. It is a guarantee that you're going to lose some money on 401ks and your stock market. But here's the problem. On this side of the world, if you pull it out when you lose money, that's a guarantee. Mm -hmm. If you leave it in, you will gain. You will gain. I mean, it, it is it is a proven study that if you leave your money in over a longer period of time, you will make more money than you put in. Yeah. But I like it. though. So you say educate yourself on what makes sense. I, yeah. Kelly, I gotta give you. I gotta. I gotta give you a coupon. I, I, I was. I was. I was a little nervous with that question. <laughs> I gotta give you a coupon. You said like, educate because I'm a guarantee on this side. You're gonna pay the market. You're, you're gonna lose some money. So your little brother's in here. He says, "Sis, <laughs> I just got a job. Company's doing a guaranteed match. I got this thousand dollars. You done made millions. I'm trying to be like you, sis." You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be like you when I turn 21. You know, I want to be able to, you know, uh, buy grandparents a home. I want to be, you know what, since you helped me out, I want to buy you a home, right? So I got this $1,000. The company said they'll match me on the 401k, or I can come over here and flip this money with you. What, what are you going to tell your little brother? Oh, this is so hard. Um, That's the easy because, question. No, no, it's hard because... <laughs> That is easy, Kelly. The only reason I say it's hard is because I have actually like sat down and taught him how to trade and how to see what I see, right? So for him, it's like I wouldn't be upset if he put it into trading, but with the company matching for your 401k, I'd be like, just let them, like if they're giving you free money, yeah. just put it in there. Yeah. Now for the average human being who doesn't have someone who's a really, really good at trading by their side, I'd say don't even look at trading because... Honestly, yeah, yeah. like I say, trading, you're going to pay the market, even if you get lucky. Because, okay, so I told you I turned $26 into $26,000. Right, right. What I didn't tell you is after I made $26,000, I blew it all back Ooh. to like ten. See, people don't talk about this. They don't, yeah. they don't say that side of things. Like, hey, I lost money. I learned money. Oh, I gained what? money. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and that's why I followed you for a while because I started seeing like, yo, you, you, you keep it real. It's like, hey, yeah, I've made a lot, but I've also lost a lot. 
And, yeah. and I appreciate that side of things. Day trading is something I would never do and never consider. It was never, it would never be something that I would teach on my platform to do. Yeah. But at the same time, the reason why I allow people to come on because I teach people don't do debt. People who do debt bring me on their shows. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm able to speak my truth and speak my wisdom, because at the end of the day, I do believe we all want to see people win and we all have different ways of doing that. And so I can respect someone who's saying, you know what? Hey, here's the truth. And here's what I would also say is like, if you're going to do um, whatever, you got to find someone who's at least good at doing it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it by yourself. So if you are going to day trade, get with someone like you. Get with someone like Terry Egeoma, who is teaching this stuff, right? But don't come to me because I'm not going to teach it because <laughs> I don't I don't like it. I don't think it's, it's a wise decision. For the average people who follow me, I don't think it's wise because they're drowning in debt and they're trying to get above water. So if you're drowning in debt and you're about to go day trade for $1,000, that's not a wise move. Yeah. Now, if you are out of debt, fully funded emergency fund, got all your stuff invested, and you say, you know, I got an extra five grand. Yo, Kelly, can I get in your group? I'm all for that. Because at the end of the day, here's my thing. And some people may not like it when I say this, right? Because I even want to talk to something else, too. I learned something about you. I, I learned that you're Nigerian. I want to talk about that, too. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, you're Nigerian and, and you did something? I know Nigerians don't roll like this. Uh, but here's my thing, right? And here's what I'm all about. And I think sometimes people with platforms like myself, we tend to use our voices to condemn people because we think our world is the best world. Mm -hmm. Here's the truth. Here's why my mission is to help people get out of debt and build wealth. It's so that you can have freedom and options to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So if you get out of debt and you have a fully funded emergency fund and you're investing and you say, you know what? I have the foundation laid. Kelly, I want to play around. I want to learn this. And I come over to Kelly and learn to say, that's your option to do what you want to do because you have the freedom to do it. Yo, what's going on, fam? Are you ready to make a big career move here by the end of this year? Why not pivot into the flourishing tech industry with the Bethel School of Technology, recognized globally as the sole Christian online tech bootcamp? You see, with African-Americans constituting a mere 7.9% of the U.S. tech workforce, I believe it's time to narrow this display and unlock opportunities for everyone in this thriving sector. Bethel Tech is steadfast in its mission to make tech careers accessible, rewarding, and economically advantageous for all individuals. Their comprehensive nine-month program is designed to equip you with the necessary skills to propel you into your technology career and move forward at a high speed. You see, recent reports from Indeed suggest that software developers in the U.S. command an average annual salary of approximately about $103,000. This is well above the national average of $48,000. You see, diversify your tech education by choosing from their specialized programs like cybersecurity and UI UX design. With Bethel Tech, you're not just kickstarting a career. You're igniting a passion with a purpose. I want you to say goodbye to the prospects of crippling student loan debts and, and instead invest a mere nine months to transform your next decade of your professional journey. Step into your potential with Bethel Tech and turn your career aspirations into reality. To begin, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel or click the link in today's show notes. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel. Don't wait another moment. 
to take the first step towards a bright and promising future into a career space that can make you a millionaire. Speaking of millionaires, let's get back to today's show. You did $2 million in scholarships? Okay, okay, let's start from there. I gotta ask this question. Did your parents force you to do it or was it something that you saw that you wanted to do it or was it a combination of both? What made you get very intentional about getting scholarships and going that so hard, that hard so early? Mm -hmm. It was really just having, me having the audacity to try to mm. achieve something that hadn't been achieved before. Okay. I didn't necessarily set out with the goal to earn $2 million in scholarships and to build a business where I'm also empowering students to be able to earn their own scholarships. It was more about, I knew that my parents hadn't ever gone to college in mm. America before. I'm looking at the prices of tuition, room and board, and all of these other costs, and I'm like, this is not financially feasible for my family. And I don't want to put us in a position where me going to college is ultimately going to affect my younger sister's ability to go to college because we're putting our family in a really like precarious financial situation. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to find a way to get some free money. I'm going to find a way to be able to earn this degree for free. Wow. And when I was doing a lot of Google research, I was stumbling across scholarships, and I'm like, all right, bet. This is the way that I'm going to learn while getting paid to go to school. Mm. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know how it was going to happen either, but I knew that if I just kept going, having faith and trying to improve each and every time I submitted the application, success was going to come to me. Ooh. So just having the audacity to apply to every scholarship out there that I felt aligned with my credentials and what I was doing in my community, um, and then just being delusional too, like being able to see past all the failures and the um, rejections that I received and be like, okay, that just wasn't for me. Let it roll off my back and continue going. That's how I was able to earn seven figures and like really have some life-changing experiences that I thankfully didn't have to pay for. You said that your, your parents never went to college in America. Where are you from? Where's your parents from? Where are your parents from? Jamaica. That's where I was born. You Jamaican? Yes. You was born in Jamaica? Yes. Ah, okay then. <laughs> Jamaica, boy. I can say this because I'm still single. But them Jamaican ladies, they fought. They are. And they, hello, Jamaica. <laughs> My God. So your parents are from Jamaica. Yes. Um, how long were you in Jamaica before coming over here? I was in Jamaica for just under a year, and then I actually moved to London. That's where I grew up. You grew up in London? Yes. So you went to middle school and high school in London? No. Okay, okay. Talk I to moved me. to America when I was 13 years old, so I jumped into middle school in Florida. Okay. Um, and then I continued the rest of my education in America. So from Jamaica to the UK, yes. UK to here. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. I, I, and I'm just trying to get the backstory because I think some people feel as if sometimes when they hear people of your success, they feel as if their parents pretty much gave them that success. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm hearing from you is that your parents gave you the success as far as them probably teaching you and giving you the wisdom, but they didn't have the blueprint mm -hmm. because they never had the blueprint. They didn't. What were your parents doing when they got to America for, for a job? Just a ballpark figure, you know, like... My mom is a teacher. She's been a teacher, teacher for decades. Okay. Yes. She's taught all grades ranging from high school to um, elementary school, but that's where she's still teaching now in elementary. Okay. And then my dad is an accountant. An accountant? Yes. Nice. So even though they didn't necessarily... 
experience the college application process or what it's like to secure scholarships and grants from a very early age. One, my parents exposed me to how crippling the reality of like living with an insurmountable amount of debt could mm. be. Like I was growing up watching the Susie Orman show, watching Dave Ramsey even too. Come on. And I was like, I don't really know what debt is, but I right. know I don't want to have it. Right, 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 right. And then on top of that, they just always poured life into me and encouraged me to speak life into my life. Mm. So I was reading books like The Power of Now, yeah. um, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, or The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Yeah. So I always knew that even though I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do or achieve, like I could do anything, whether it was in athletics, whether it was academically, whether it was applying to scholarships or in the college application process, like there was nothing that I wanted to do that would ever be out of reach for me. Mm. You know, I like Susie. I like Susie. I like her a little bit. I love Dave, though. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave is my guy, man. You know, he forwarded my book, uh, Debt Free Degree, and I worked yeah. with him for uh, seven, going on seven years. And uh, that's so shocking that your parents had you listening to them because you're absolutely right, especially people who look like us. Mm -hmm. You know, we are crippling when it comes to debt. Um, we, we are making bad decisions, and one of the things that's holding us back um, are student loans. And the fact that you were like, okay, cool, my parents cannot afford to pay for the kind of school that I want to go to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be intentional about going after scholarships. At what age of your life, because a lot of people watching right now have kids who are coming up in your way, who are yeah. coming up um, in your generation, not, or not coming in your generation, but are coming up to that time frame to start looking for scholarships. At what age or what grade would you say, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, freshman year maybe, I don't know, at what grade did you say, you know what, it's time for me to get intentional and start looking for scholarships? Mm -hmm. I started relatively late in the game okay. during my senior year of high school. Okay. Like okay. before then, I didn't really even know what scholarships were. I wasn't thinking about higher education or college. But once the summer before my senior year hit, I was kind of like, wow, like this is a lot to bear the brunt of all at once. Like I had to do my standardized testing. Now people are asking me what school I want to go to, yeah. what major I want to pursue, what I envision my career path being. And I was just kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. So once I started looking into it a little bit more, I was like, whoa, like there's a big price tag that comes with going to college. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about all the, the intricacies the, intricacies of that before then mm. so during my senior year of college senior year of high school i was like okay boom we got to hit the ground running we got to yeah. make something stick yeah um so it was a lot in a short amount of time but thankfully it worked out because i was really diligent and disciplined throughout my journey for real okay cool so do you remember the first scholarship you applied for the first one i applied for honestly the first scholarship I applied for was probably a scam. I didn't know what I was doing. See, <laughs> talk to me. So you thought it was? It probably was a scam. There are a lot was. of scams out there. There are a lot of. It is so easy to stumble across illegitimate scholarships, which is yeah. why I try to make it a point to create content that points students in the right direction okay. when it comes to finding legitimate opportunities that they actually have a chance of winning. Yes. Because my first scholarship, it was probably, that I applied to was probably a sweepstakes thing where you put in all this like personal information about you, like your phone number, your email, and you never hear anything from them. They're just like, oh, all you have to do is this. You don't have to write an essay. We don't have to know anything about who you are or anything substantive that is really going to help differentiate you from a pool of applicants, and we're going to do, like, some type of raffle. Mm. And 
I was just going based off of the websites and the resources that came up on Google really early instead of really knowing how to filter through which opportunities were actually worth my time. Mm. So yeah, the first scholarship I applied for was probably a scam. I didn't know what I was doing. What's the first scholarship you got? And you was oh, like, yes. I remember that day <laughs> so vividly. The first scholarship I ever won was the Coca-Cola scholarship. Coca-Cola, okay. It's worth $20,000, and it's one of the hardest scholarships for a high school senior to secure because they typically get over 100,000 applications from students across the nation every single year. And from that, they sift through and they choose 150 winners. So the stakes are high. The competition competition is even higher too. Okay. Um, but that was the first one that I won, and I really needed that win because once I got that, oh, I took off. You know? <laughs> because before I won my first scholarship, I had definitely applied to at least thirty-five different scholarships, and I was trying to remain steadfast. I was trying to remain faithful, and thankfully I did because mm. every time I just kept telling myself, "No, I'm winning the next scholarship I apply to. I'm winning the next scholarship I apply to." And to be getting rejected back to back and yeah. still having this crazy faith that it was going to work out for me. Yeah. It was a little wild, I'm not going to lie. But yeah. that's what you need because it really is a numbers game, kind of like applying to job applications. Facts. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, AO. And I got to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and that's representation. You see, growing up, seeing black voices in media was like finding gold in a mine. It showed me what was possible. People like Oprah, Steve Harvey, and even Malcolm X, they paved the way for folks like me to step into the spotlight. And now there's a new wave of black voices making extreme waves, and they're doing it on NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths. This collection is a celebration of blackness like none other. Each episode is like a journey through our shared experiences. Joy, resilience, empowerment is all there. From Bobby to Michelle Obama, they're covering it all. And let me tell you, listening to these episodes, it's like sitting down with your fam and having a real talk about what it means to be black today. NPR is not holding back with this show. They're bringing you stories that matter, uh, stories that reflect the full spectrum of black life. It's like they say, stories should never be about us without us. So do yourself a favor. And tune in to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. It's not just a podcast. I'm going to be real with you. It's a movement. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast, and let's keep celebrating our stories and our truths. All right, let's get back to my show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
you're going to lose more than you win. Yeah. But those wins are so significant. So when I won that $20,000, oh, it was up from there. So let's talk about that because <clears throat> I talk about the Coca-Cola scholarship inside my book as well, yeah. or several, several of them. And there is a science to making sure that your application stands out. Yeah. So what do you think helped you stand out on your application? Was it mm -hmm. your story? Was you tapping into maybe you're not from America? Like what made you think you think um, to stand out amongst the other 100,000 uh, applications mm -hmm. out there? The Coca-Cola Scholarship is all about finding those change makers who are actively in their community, showing that they care for their community, they want to elevate it for the better, and they care about the people around them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is evidenced in multiple places, not just in school, but also outside of school. So it was definitely my well-roundedness that I feel like really differentiated me and allowed me to ultimately become a Coca-Cola scholar. Because when I think about all of the other amazing people who were in my cohort, I won it in 2018. Mm -hmm. All of us were doing something in our community that really spoke to us. Mm. And you could tell the difference mm. between students who were just like volunteering in a soup kitchen or mentoring kids just to have like something to put on their college applications versus people who like really feel this, really feel empowered and invigorated by the work that they're doing and they care about the impact that they're having in the world. So good. That, it, you know, listen, man. Gabby, you talking good right now. Because what, what I hear you saying is, I tell my community, find your sauce and be that in your community. That will make you millions. It will help you stand out. Let's, 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 your goal is a half a million by 30. Right. All right. How are you going to do it? Like, what, what's, what's, what's your streams of income that you're going to be doing? So essentially what I want to do is I'm in tech. So it, yeah. if you don't know, now you know. I, I, your girl is in tech sales. So I currently work for the second biggest tech company in the world. Okay. Um, and I am in enterprise tech sales. So that in itself um, is a package, right? So you get stocks, which is an investment on its own, okay. equity within this company. Um, you get a base salary every two weeks. And yeah. then I'm getting every 90 days insane amounts of cash flow. Mm. So it's like, what do you do with this cash flow? Mm -hmm. And when yeah. you say insane amount of cash flow, is, is this like commission and stuff like commission that? Commission-based, okay. yeah. So it's tax. <laughs> tax <laughs> it's tax, but, real heavy. Um, and that's also why I have to invest and become financially savvy because of how heavily I'm taxed in my job day to day. So there were just things that I started to like observe and I've just always been a curious individual. Mm -hmm. So I have a very keen sense of like, um, strategizing wherever there is opportunity, there's revenue there. Come on. Right? What, say that one more time. Wherever there's opportunity, there's revenue to be. That's there. it right there. Wherever there is opportunity, there is, ooh, oh my gosh, revenue. It's like when you can fix a problem, you're going to make right. some money. So I started to look around like I am the only one I'm seeing at my age more specifically as well being an African-American woman in this space over and over again. And it kind of started to feel like I'm the chosen one, but it shouldn't be like that. Why am I the chosen one? And why are there tons of other people who don't have the knowledge, access, or resources to exactly what I'm doing that is empowering me to have this type of cash flow to literally set me up mm -hmm. to have financial freedom? Yes. Yes. So it clicked, sales. right? It yep. clicked. And then it's sales. And then it's communications and it's marketing, and it's all the things that you do in sales every day. So I'm like, you have a platform. 
what are you going to do with that now? You have an opportunity to connect with individuals yep. and help them to understand this is possible. Yeah. How do you tell that story? Yeah. And that's where it started. Do you really enjoy the tech industry? We've we've interviewed a lot of people. Yeah. That's really been in the whole tech space. And I'm I know my audience is like, Anthony, you always talking about tech and personal brand. And I'm like, yo, it's just because I believe we have um, the, I don't know if you heard this company called, uh, not company, but this school called Bethel Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethel Tech is a, um, they're part of a church called Bethel, but they have a tech boot camp. And their mission is to help minorities get inside the tech field because he says it's less than 7% who are black people. 6% right now. It's 6%. 6% of black people. And then I think he said it's like 2% of the 6% is our women. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, We've interviewed people, and I think they think we capping. Like, these people ain't making no hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars no, a year. Like, I would say tech is, like, just like before being a doctor or a lawyer yeah. was, like, that standard of, like, okay, if you went to school, what is the trajectory to go into a six-figure job or finance? Yeah, I'd yeah. say those three, yeah, you know? Yeah, Tech has now entered that space. Come on. Like, STEM. I always tell people STEM. Okay. Yeah. So science, technology, math, engineering. Those four will generate money outside of being a lawyer, a doctor, and obviously they'll produce science. High paying jobs. Yeah, you know. But you know, also just understanding the trends. I don't. I, I think right now people need to like not even say, "Do I like tech or do I not?" It's a necessary skill for where we're moving. When you say moving, what do you think? Where do you think we're moving to? We're moving to a more AI-driven space. Facts. Right. Facts. So we're moving into a space where. If you're not creating technology, yep. if you're not developing it, selling it, correcting it, you know what I'm saying, implementing it, deploying it, you're not really involved in it in some way, it may replace what you're doing. It will replace right. what you're doing. So we're going to, I always tell people, I've been projecting this for like years, I would tell people, you know, we have the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. There's the technical revolution. It's on the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty much here. We, it's knocking on the door, right? So... There were people, right, at that point, we moved into an industrial space. So now they're, like, um, changing things, Mm. building railroads, you're doing things. So that created an opportunity for tons of jobs with those specific skill sets. Now take that same application, and we're moving into a technical era where individuals need tech skills. Yeah. Think about it. You want to be a YouTube creator. You need a tech skill. Okay, talk to me. I'm a YouTube creator. What's the tech skill I need? I mean, you may be able to pay people to edit, but somebody may not be able to do that from the beginning. I suck at editing. Right. But that's a tech skill, utilizing a software every day and trying to understand that. I mean, you may want to trade. You have to use a software in some way to understand, you know, the market cap setting, you know, exits. All these different things require the utilization of some type of software. Yeah. So. A lot of people think Amazon is a book company. They're a tech company. They're a tech company. I I just learned that. I really? was like, wait. I mean, I go to Amazon to buy books and to buy buy stuff. Because I know they their number one money generator is a tech software. It's like a cloud-based AWS. Oh, see. AWS. Y'all be thinking we cap it. Well, we bring on the people who know this stuff, yo. <laughs> How did 20, 28-year-old talking about AWS, bro? What you talking about? Yeah. I, know, I know what the move is. Amazon Web Services. Yes. And I'm sitting here like, wait. We don't see that on the consumer end. Right. Because isn't that like, that's a forward, it's that's a, a business, yeah. It is a B2B, but there are small businesses who utilize cloud, right? 
every business is involved with tech. You want to know why? Talk because to what do you need to be able to operationalize and scale your business data? It's like, what else do you need at this point? You got people who are generating hundreds of thousands of dollars online mm -hmm. through e-commerce, through all these different avenues, hey, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and what are you utilizing? You're utilizing data to target the potential buyer Absolutely. of your product. Absolutely. But I actually just bought a software that helps me understand people who align with what I teach. Right. And I didn't know I could buy that kind of software that studies, hey, this person is more than likely like you, doesn't want to borrow money, mm -hmm. wants to build wealth, wants to build a brand, da 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 So like now we can create products and services that fits that audience through a tech company that built this program. And I'm like, this is scary. And this is how all the challenges are being solved now. Yes. With a tech company, like you said, with yeah. startups. We have a huge startup wave, huge startup culture right now because everybody's seeking to solve that next big problem. Man. It's a disruptive industry. You look at Netflix take down Blockbuster, it disrupts whatever down. is not progressing. Took them down. Mm -hmm. I used to go to Blockbuster and I had a Blockbuster <laughs> card every Friday night. We would go get not the DVDs in the beginning. We'll get the VHSs. Right. Get that thing. Come back home. Then I don't know if y'all remember the VHS. You probably too young for this. But we'll blow inside the VHS. <laughs> and it wasn't working right. A little too, a little, a little too old for me. <laughs> no. Blowing that thing. If that wasn't working, we'll take it out. We'll blow inside the VHS. <laughs> 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 and then the DVDs came out. We're like, oh, okay. Then we want the Blu-ray right. DVD. Now, that's your age, right? Yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah. We want that Blu-ray. Well, I ain't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was around when Blockbuster was still around. Because I but you saw was, it happen. Was it, I was young. You was young. Yeah, so I remember going into Blockbusters, though. But did you, did you see what was happening? Or were you like, oh, okay, they just going out of business? I saw it in hindsight. Like, I didn't really realize, because you remember Netflix started off with those boxes you could pick up. So exactly. it was similar. They come, yes. What they did was they disrupted from, like, just the, we'll make it more available everywhere. everywhere. Supermarkets, yep. wherever you want to go, and you could drop it back. And yep. it made it a little easier. But then once they moved digital, it was over for Blockbuster. And, and let, me let me tell you what sparked it. This is, why, this is why I love tech. This is illegal, but... This is what sparked it. When, uh, what was that thing, CJ, where you can go online? Yes, where you can download. Download the what? music and download the videos. Yeah. I forgot the name Lime of it. LimeWire? LimeWire, oh, LimeWire, Napster. Yes, LimeWire. You can go in that thing, download yes. music, yes. download movies. This is when you had to pay for for Apple iPod uh, yes. music. Yes. Nobody was doing Nobody it. Go on that. LimeWire and get... Oh, but you one. might get a virus. Yeah, you was definitely <laughs> get a virus. Computer might start running 10 times you know, slower. Listen, we knew <laughs> if you got a virus, we knew. You was on LimeWire. <laughs> you could even get the bootleg movies on LimeWire. What? Boy, and listen. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Well, we'll be in school on mm -hmm. Napster. Right. Getting music. Getting music. Listening, on, I'm like, Yo. and Napster was even charging like a monthly. It they was like were. a subscription basis at that yeah. point. Yeah, but it's like it's so funny how when we look at where we are today, and we look at the power of what tech has done. That's tech. That's but that's only 15 years. So just think 15 years from today. Why are you at 25? 
so motivated to do the right thing with your money and think about your future rather than you young, beautiful, successful, got a good man. Y'all travel the world. You could be balling right yeah. now. But why save? So there's two parts to that. One in how how I save. So I have multiple goals. I do have a house fund. So I keep um, I put savings towards a uh, high yield savings account, particularly for a house fund. Okay. Um, and I also I invest around a third of my money, or even up to like 50 percent of my money, in the stock market into okay. low cost index funds. Is what I, I focus on. Okay. Um, and then part of it I have an emergency fund, so that's already stocked up. But um, I do. Uh, I do divvy my money in certain ways that are going to help me pursue uh, certain goals I have. So again, by 30, my goal is to buy a house. If I can buy a house sooner, the market's a little crazy right now. Okay. But I do have that goal, um, and I have that money available. But I also want to, um, again, be able to be financially independent. And <clears throat> I am financially independent, but financially free. And I yeah. think that's the key is that... I want to be eventually work optional. I, I actually like to work to some extent where I like working towards something. But if I can, like, if I were to lose my job, I want to be okay with, well, I don't need that job to survive. Like, yeah. that's the ultimate goal. And again, I look, think about how I grew up. I grew up in a low-income uh, Latino household in L.A. And just seeing, um, you know, just being in that environment where my parents struggled to make ends meet and provide for us there was there's three kids under the roof um and they were like at my age my mom already had three kids and it's just crazy to think about if i were in that situation and i just want to be able to provide a life for myself and my future family and also for my parents they're they're very young and unfortunately they they don't really have a retirement mm. so i know later on in life not that they will, you know, force anything upon me, but I want to be able to take care of them. And same, I have an older sister um, who's disabled, and she as well, if I can be able to provide for her and be able to maybe, you know, set up a house in the back uh, for her to live in and to, you know, have her independence, that would be something that would be super valuable to me. Mm, 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 mm. So recently I completed my full estate plan, and I'll be real with you, while it was an emotional journey, I can now sleep better knowing my family and loved ones will be taken care of. But did you know that according to a recent study, 60% of African-American adults have life insurance, yet many of those policies may not provide enough coverage to fully protect families in the event of unexpected death. The gap in coverage is a significant concern for black communities, as it can lead to financial hardship and jeopardize generational wealth building. And we definitely can't afford that within our particular community. Now more than ever, it's crucial for African-Americans to prioritize life insurance and estate planning. By doing so, you can ensure that your loved ones are well taken care of in the event of your passing covering funeral and burial costs, paying off debts and mortgages, and providing income to help them build true and lasting wealth. So I am asking you, please do not leave your family's financial security to chance. I want you to get life insurance today with my friends over at Ethos by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash life insurance for a free quote or by clicking the link in today's show notes. I want you to protect your family's future and give yourself a peace of mind knowing that you have life insurance today. Hey, let's get back to today's show. Hey, you know, I, and I just want to commend you. 25 years old. You're setting aside on average about $6,000 a month. Some month it may go lower depending on how you spend. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now your goal is six k, And you're saving for three main reasons, what I heard. Um, wealth, which is a house, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the two, emergencies. Mm-hmm. You've got to have an emergency fund. Then three, investment. It's mm-hmm. Investing. So you're investing into the money. Um, and, and, and I find this so interesting because you and I grew up in something very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up in a, right around the same area. You're in L.A. I'm in Oceanside, California. Mm-hmm. And I know all about, you know, living in L.A., Mm-hmm. With especially like three other siblings and a family in one house, similar story to mine. I had two other siblings, right? And we're in a bedroom of three, a three bedroom, about 1,200 square feet. Uh, my grandmother has one bedroom because she was elderly. Me, my sister, my brother had to share one room. And then my mom and dad had the other room. Yeah, mine, I actually lived on a property where it was two homes around 800 square feet. And uh, it was a, one with one with my grandparents, and then the front house was us. And my parents, uh, there was two bedrooms, and me and my sister shared, and my brother had another, and my parents had to sleep in the living room. So very, very similar where it's like you just have to kind of figure it out. And I, I, I am so grateful to my parents for making those sacrifices. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just fortunate that they... Even though they didn't know what the next step was, they just wanted to, to give us the best and, and find some way for us to, yes. you know, have a better life. And, and yeah. for us, that was actually through education. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about my story was I remember when my, my mom had me and she 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 wanted to work <laughs> and because I was little and she also wanted to be able to, to take care of me as well. So she was able to find a job at daycare. Uh, a private daycare where I could go for free. Mm. And she was actually a cleaner at the time. So she was scrubbing toilets and, and making sure everything was clean there. And again, this was so that she could, you know, have an income, but also have somewhere where I can be taken care of and she was close. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner of that daycare happened to be a very wealthy woman. So it was a private daycare and all her all her kids and her grandkids went to schools like Stanford, uh, Oxford, like really great uh, elite schools. And she told my mom, she said, hey, um, part of the reason why they were able to go to these schools was that they had a really good uh, elementary school and primary school education. Cool. So she... Yeah. In L.A., there's a lot of private schools. Yep. Um, and she told my mom, like, hey, my grandkids went to this particular private school. Your daughter looks very smart. You should apply there. And so my mom was like, okay, if, if this woman, like, I trust her advice. She's very successful. If she thinks my daughter can go there because you had to apply um, at the time, like, you had to take an IQ test. You had to make sure that you were uh, fit for the school. And so I applied, and I actually got in. And that just started a whole, like, I guess, career, school career of me being exposed to just a different world. Mm. So I came from a, or living in a, you know, in an environment where it's low income, uh, you know, a different world from when I was attending school and you saw what I thought was elite, where you had uh, CEOs, kids, celebrities, kids, and it's LA, so a lot of celebrities, kids, going to these schools, uh, again, politicians, children, where they had a lot of money and they had access to a lot of resources that most people like me didn't have. And um, being in these two worlds, I just got exposed to so much and it enabled me to get to where I am today because from there, I was able to get access to the best college counselors, and I was able to end up going to Princeton. Like I'll never, Princeton. yeah, I'll never forget my college counselor when I was applying to colleges. He he gave me advice. He said, "Hey, based on your records, like you, you know, you did really well. I think you should apply to Princeton." 
And I told him, I said, Princeton, I'm like, you're trying to make sure I don't go to college. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting in there. Like, yeah. are you serious? But he told me, he said, these schools, these, uh, the, and Ivy League, like Princeton, they're looking for people like you to to attend them. They want smart, yes. young, you know, young women of color in Absolutely. your position, low income especially, Absolutely. to apply because unfortunately, he said, those people like me do not apply to those schools. They don't know how to. And so I got very lucky in that sense that I had that encouragement and somebody to actually show me the way to do so. So now where I am today with, with my message is I want, I always feel people just don't know what they don't know. Mm. And so it's not like we don't want to do better for ourselves. I found a lot of people, especially in the Latino community um, and other you know, minorities, they want to do better for themselves. They just don't know where to start. Mm. And so for me, I'm very much focused on how do I provide people with access to that information and those resources to do so? Because that's what I was given the privilege of, and I want to share the same. So. That's so, <laughs> and it's so funny. We, we grew up in the same type situation. Mm -hmm. But my story is on the opposite. Mm -hmm. No one was telling me to do certain things mm -hmm. and exposing me to those kind of things. Yeah. Everyone told me the same thing. Hey, just get yourself into school. Yeah. Graduate. Get you a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get your credit score up to a 730. Work 40 years on that job mm -hmm. so you can get 40% of your paycheck and just live about 40% of your life. Well, it's so funny you say the credit score. No one. So when I grew up, my parents were like, because they had accumulated a lot of debt. So my right. my parents again, they always tried to do better. Um, they went to school, but like for instance, my mom, they still have student loan debt. They never graduated, and they're twenty years later still have student still loan. Still paying on student loans. Yeah, and because again, they've had a focus on providing for us, so that's gone to the back burner. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom told me, don't have debt. But don't pull out credit cards. She's like, Ooh. credit cards are bad. You're going to get into debt. My, both my parents said that. And it's it's funny because when I was, I had a job offer, right, out of college. And I was going to work in New York City. And I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to get an apartment in New York City. This is going to be great. Um, and I'm going to be able to afford it. So I remember looking for an apartment with my roommate at the time. And I wasn't getting accepted because I didn't have any mm. savings. Mm. And I didn't have um, a credit score. Mm -hmm. And so even though I had this job offer saying, hey, I'm going to be able to afford it, they were like, no, this is this is not enough. Mm. And I remember they said, you need uh, to have a, what's called a guarantor, so someone who Guarantee. makes 80 yeah. times mm -hmm. the rent. So instead of, I had to make 40 times the rent, but someone who makes 80 times the rent, it like levels up. Maybe yeah. it's might change now. And, and I was freaking out because I'm like, I'm at this point gonna make more than my parents combined. So there's nobody <laughs> there's nobody yeah. who's going to be able to to co-sign this. Right. And fortunately I did have a family member, uh my Thea, she, you know, bless her bless her heart, she she was able to sign off for me because she she had no kids. She was very successful in her career. But imagine if I didn't have her, who would I have gone to? Mm. I wouldn't have been able to to afford an apartment and really kickstart my career. And yeah. Um, that just opened my eyes of, of how important it is to get your finances together, to, you know, do the things that, unfortunately, you're just not taught in school. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not taught about credit scores. You're right. not taught how to do taxes. I, you know, I get scared every time I do taxes and, and all these things. And now that's why I'm very focused on making sure that my finances are in order.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.